0: Ah. <laughs> I see the live symbol. This Hangout on air is live. Hey everybody, welcome to Babe Talk. Uh, not the plural Babe Talks, just Babe Talk. Uh, and uh, so today um, we are going to interview Caitlin. You want to wave, Caitlin? I don't Hi. know if they can see you too. Okay. Um, I'm Eric. I'm hosting for Ollie today, who's in New York to, I believe, see Basement. Is that correct?
1: Super jealous of him.
2: I think yeah. I think you are correct.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, and so uh, we got Lincoln down here. Well, on my side, he's down. Guys. There. Yeah, I'm and down on the ground. Him. Now. <laughs> <laughs> A man on the street, Alex. What's up? All right, cool. So, um, how you guys doing?
2: Good. You're doing good.
0: Wow. Doing good? Yeah. Uh, so Lincoln, uh, I hear you uh, skipped out on your family dinner to come see us.
1: I did. I skipped out on a family dinner of Taco Bell to come chill with you guys tonight. So they might That's be bringing awesome. in some Doritos tacos to me at some point. But uh
0: am
1: glad I'm here for Babe Talk with you guys. Tonight. Super stoked. It's dedication. Missing out on Taco Bell? I mean, come on.
0: It's uh, our sp- Actually, our sponsor this week, it's funny you say that, is Taco Bell's new Doritos tacos. This will be great product placement for us. Oh, okay. yeah, definitely.
2: I have an obsession with Taco Bell. I ate about fifteen dollars worth of Taco Bell by myself last night. That's
0: it's like forty fit. tacos.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I had like a some three loaded Grillers, like a five-layer beefy bean burrito, like cinnamon twist, the Cinnabon Ooh. things. I Cinnabon really love like Taco, Taco Bell,
1: Bell MVP right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love Taco Bell.
0: We're waiting yeah, on Alex, Alex to say light. something now. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that error just cut out. I just freaked out for a second. <laughs> okay. uh, and Alex, what did you eat for dinner? I had popcorn chicken, which is pretty did good. M- did you make it? Uh, yeah, it was pretty
3: easy, but
0: so none of you, none of you guys are at all concerned with the things you eat, right? You're still in that point in your life where you just shove stuff in your mouth. Um, I'm actually fairly concerned. <laughs> yeah?
3: I had, like, salad today, which is good. Yeah.
1: I usually eat salads for lunch every day at work because I work next door to the greasiest burger-slash-Greek joint, and it's convenient for me to go eat the greasiest cheese fries in a burger with bacon and avocado on it every day. So I've been trying to be very strict having, like, 300 calorie lunches where it's just salad, fat free dressing, all that and then for dinner I kind of care but kind of don't but I've, I've been trying to be a little bit better lately. Not as horrible. <laughs> Kim, what were
2: you going to say? Um, I work my, my paying full time job I mean I book and that's a full time job but my paying job, I work at a donut shop and I work about 40 hours a week It's a around... good donut shop. It's not, this isn't Duncan.
0: this isn't run-of-the-mill, this is Fractured Prune. <laughs>
2: yeah. And it's, it's wonderful, and Eric knows this. I bring donuts to every single one of my shows, and I bring it to other people's shows, and they're awesome. But they're so awesome when you're working around them 40 hours a week, you just want to eat them 24-7. <laughs> so I've been eating vegan a lot. I try and stick to like... Whole grains and multigrain, and not the processed stuff. But sometimes you're out with your friends and you've had a couple beers, and you're just like, "Holy shit, Taco Bell exists!"
0: <laughs> right, right.
2: <laughs> and then you eat fifteen dollars worth of Taco Bell and hate yourself the next day.
0: You don't hate yourself. The next oh,
2: day. I love, I, I love myself after because I'm just like, yo, I just crushed fifteen dollars worth of Taco Bell.
0: <laughs> I'm finally starting to where my, my metabolism is just screeching to a halt so it's not bad yet but I had like a good 3 or 4 years up until I guess like 2 years ago 3 or 4 years where it was, I'm not kidding it was nothing but like beer and McDonald's and whiskey and more McDonald's and that was my, I once went to McDonald's um, once for dinner at about 10pm and then again for breakfast at 6am and so I was on a real tear right there that sounds awesome and terrible at all the oh, it same time. Was. Well, actually, so, I'd never seen this before, um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you guys know this, they don't, on the McDonald's menu, menus where they switch from lunch to breakfast, they uh-huh. don't have, like, they don't they, they don't have, like, separate tiles or whatever to put in. It's on a swivel, and ha- one side is breakfast, the other side is dinner. Mm-hmm. So when I came in for breakfast, uh, it was just turning breakfast time, And so um, the dude uh, who served me for dinner like six or eight hours before, whatever, um, who was just starting his shift is now like just exhausted, (laughs) miserable, and he's like, hey, welcome to McDonald's. I was like, yeah, can I get it? He goes, hold on one second. And he walks out, just kind of lurches over, two feet from my car, flips the, the dinner thing to breakfast, turns to me in my car two feet away and just goes, It's breakfast time! And then walked inside, Hello, can I help you? Just renewed energy. (laughs) That
2: is awesome.
0: Breakfast does that
1: to people, man. (laughs) It's a good way to start your day. The most important meal. How can you not get stoked on breakfast? Especially (laughs) McDonald's.
2: I actually don't like a lot of breakfast food. So for breakfast, elaborate. I, <laughs> like, I mean, like, obviously I eat donuts, but I'm not, like, a huge pancake person. I hate eggs. I can't do it. Like, what? I can do, like, egg sandwiches if it's, like, bacon, egg, and cheese or, like, ta- Taylor ham and egg, stuff like that. But, um, yeah, so I just, like, I wake up and I eat normal food like i eat protein packs for yeah, breakfast yeah. like like turkey cheese and like a handful of like almonds like that's my thing but everyone thinks i'm really really weird for it <laughs> if our, uh,
0: if our st- no. st- any of our stoner viewers right now are just leaving uh, in mass to go get food <laughs> probably <laughs> it's like <fuck> this exactly <laughs> but yeah so has anybody uh anybody seen or been to or whatever been to uh, uh any good shows lately Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Go on. Oh, I, I imagine you all have. We'll go. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, Lincoln, go for it.
1: Okay. Cool. I went. I've been to two shows in the past week. The first one I went to, I went saw Basement at the Glass House in Pomona, California, which was really rad. I went to go meet up with Alex, their guitarist, because he's a huge a uh, vintage merch collector. and My dad used to work for the Chili Peppers, and we had all this old Chili Peppers merch, and super stoked on life that I passed some of that his way. We got in uh, two VIP VIP tickets for free, got to chill with the band, got a bunch of cool merch. Most nuts crowd for a show I've ever been to. Yeah. Real cool. And then Friday I went to Chain Reaction in Anaheim, California, and saw my good friends in Forever Kim calling in handguns, playing alongside... Uh, capsize, they played with My Iron Lung, 100th and Counterparts, and that was a pretty sick nice. show, too. Yeah. Even I just though, saw like, that show. The, it was awesome, and half the crowd left during handguns, which made me sad, but um, it was it was a cool show. And now Forever Kim Calling just flew into Australia today to finish that whole roundabout off. But uh, pretty rad shows in the past week.
0: I'm stoked on life right now. Sounds pretty good. Caitlin, how about you?
2: Um, I've been to so many shows recently. Oh, my God, Saturday night, I saw Suburban Scum and Backtrack. And that was awesome. Because I'm actually... A lot of people don't know. I actually really love hardcore. and um, I had no
0: idea about that. <laughs>
2: so I got to see them, and that was awesome. I've seen Backtrack before, but seeing Suburban Scum, especially at the venue I saw them, was... Charm City Art Space, which Eric knows, and it's small, and it's a DIY venue, and it's a hollowed out townhome, and everyone just goes off, so that was really cool, and then I saw the Seaway Tour, which I actually put on, and then I saw um, Stick to Your Guns the day before that, and I've been to a lot of shows recently, and all of them have been amazing, so.
0: Nice. Alright, Alex, how about you? What have you seen?
3: Uh, on Saturday, I went with Claire, fellow babe, to go uh, see Diet, which
1: Ooh.
3: really good band. They they have crazy live presence. They they, they absolutely killed it. I saw them play uh, Pineapple Fest, which was headlined by Such Gold. We didn't stick around for that though Ooh. because we went into the city to see uh, the Seaway Tour. And we got there just in time to see Candy Hearts play, and I, I'm, i like, the one person in the entire world who, like, loves Candy Hearts. Like, everybody's <laughs> like, oh, Candy oh, Hearts. Candy
1: Hearts is rad. I yeah, really admire
2: like, that.
3: I love Candy Hearts. So we saw Candy Hearts, and I was so stoked on that, and uh, we saw Seaway. It's my first time seeing Seaway, and they absolutely killed it. They were awesome. So, uh... We had to catch the train, so we didn't get to catch a uh, Up kid. Which... Oh no! Oh, that's a and, and, and we did miss a uh, driver friendly also because we, by the time we got to uh, got to the venue, because we were, we went straight from um, straight from uh, the, like the venue in New Jersey where we went to go see Diet to New York, but were but, you but on was...
2: Long Island or in the city?
3: It was in the city. It was in this place called, like, Slake, which is, I've never heard them play, like, have shows there before, but it yeah. was, like, a weird, like, bar-type, like, venue. Like, it kind of reminded me of, like, Irving Plaza, but, like, smaller. Okay. If that makes sense, but, but you know, I saw Candy Hearts and Seaway and Diet, and they all really killed it, so that was my, that was my shows for the weekend.
2: Nice
3: good choices man
2: that's
0: awesome good good list of shows holy shit <laughs> yeah what about Eric? you Eric yeah so for, for, for those of you who, who don't know me I I work so fucking much and I end up having I play a lot of shows so if I'm not playing a show it's very rare that I can actually go to it um, so the only shows that I've been to probably the last month are ones that I've played. Uh, however, in that month, I've gotten to see Smalls, On My Honor, The Sheds, On One Package, and we just played with nice. two bands, one called uh, Real Talk, I have no idea where they got their name from, probably R. Kelly, and, uh, <laughs> and a band called um, um, Sleep On It, Sleep on It. thank you, I knew it was S-O-I, three words, and I was trying to remember which ones were, which. Was <laughs> on um, but uh, no, they were really cool, they were like straight up uh, Easy Core. Um, well, closer to EasyCore core, anyway, and uh, I, I, I hate to say the labels because I know that that's actually a hybrid of EasyCore, core, soft grunge, <laughs> pop punk, true punk. Um, but our uh, point is, our rhythm guitarist and his best friend went ape shit, which means, as far as I'm concerned, it's EasyCore core because that's what they go ape shit <laughs> over. Um, and then real talk was, as you can probably imagine, like true pop punk. They were pretty young. Um, I, guess the, I not, imagine they were. I've, I've young, seen Real
2: day. Talk before. I saw them at Charm City recently. I know oh, they, nice. are, they are
0: young. Yeah. What well, was nice? What was interesting? Because they're, because um, I think everyone on the tour package was like 21, 22, um, which I guess is young to me. Sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> they, uh, but well, the diff- It was funny because um, the previous show, we played that at a venue. It's um, uh, the same venue we played the On My Honor small show at, that and. Was cool. And that one, yeah, yeah, that venue. I love that venue. Uh, it's a place called Crossroads. But we, um, we had, uh, uh, okay. So the on my honor show, um, I went, and anytime we have touring bands, I like to buy everybody beers, just like as a hey, welcome, whatever, let's let's hang out. And when I bought people beers at, at the on my honor show, everyone kind of waited to start drinking until after they played. And at real talk, uh, it was like, no, like, oh, throw them here, take them, give them, give them, all, all of them. <laughs> The second they got in, they were just ready to party. I think it was, like, one of their first tours. You know if, uh,
3: do you know mm-hmm. if Real Talk was named after the Man Overboard album? or I'm sure it was, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Probably. Have any of you guys I'll, heard I'll, the I'll R. Kelly them. song, Real Talk, that came out in, like, 2008? No. Probably. It's R. Kelly.
2: It's, I loved R. Kelly, and that was in the air. Chocolate era, Factory. I loved R. Kelly, so I'm sure I might have.
0: He has a record... Back. On the title track, he refers to a girl as quote my chocolate factory. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ. This is back before Reason R. For Kelly was
3: really the polarizing figure he is yes.
0: today. Yes. No one <laughs> right right a exploits more than his music. Right <laughs> around the the Trapped in the Closet to, Closet time. Oh, um, my he, favorite. Put out, he put out a song called Real Talk and it's just him. On the phone with his hypothetical like li- girlfriend that he lives with, and it's him just sing talking, no rhyming, uh, ex- like run on sentences, but it's just a one ended conversation of him like saying things to her in a fight, and then every once in a while he just looks at the camera and just goes real talk, <laughs> and goes back to it, uh, <laughs> and it's it's some of the some of the greatest I don't know poetry that I've personally.
1: I need ever, to YouTube of. that now.
0: Yeah, you, yeah you got I it. have on look there it look like,
1: at That looks pretty rad.
0: That's no, nice. Um, yeah, he also, if you... Have you all seen various parts of Trapped in the Closet? That I actually have. A- at yeah. least the, uh, the little person episode?
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, my, my you mean my favorite episode.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Universal. Well, if you if you go online, you can also find uh, his director commentary for, uh, for oh. every episode in which he um, <laughs> in which he's just in a chair in front of like a fireplace with a big thing a cognac and he's watching it's him watching a TV with it on there and he just kinda like says what's happening on the TV but he has to turn around to look at the camera so he'll just watch it for two minutes then go, see over there, that's when I walked in the screen. <laughs> okay, there's when I said hey to that guy. <laughs>
1: that sounds genius.
0: That's, so that's the, so that's the best show I've ever seen. But yeah. Um, all right. So, Caitlin, we would love to talk with you about your uh, your your booking uh, and promoting in uh, Baltimore, and I would imagine expanding elsewhere when as the time comes. Uh, so, how would you describe yourself? What kind of title would you give yourself for for the uh, seven current viewers, couple hundred future viewers? <laughs>
2: Um, I'm just, I'm just a promoter. I have a couple, uh, companies that I'm involved with. The one that I helped start called Close to Home. That's my little baby. And then, um, the wonderful Rachel Taft of Feed the Scene has this awesome thing called Feed the Scene and she houses and, and, uh, cooks for bands for free when they're on tour or if they're recording in the city or something like that. And, um, she's always just helped throw bands shows and stuff like that, and um, we partnered, and then she's doing some Feed the Scenes shows that I'm involved in, and now I'm kind of like Feed the Scene. Somehow I just pushed my way in there, and there I am. <laughs> and
0: I was going to ask, Caitlin, because I, I knew Rachel and I knew you separately, and then all of a sudden you guys were working together. How did that come about?
2: For um, those of you who don't know
0: Rachel's very well known. She's been put not just in Baltimore, but she's been on every major music website that I've seen for interviews yes. uh, about Feed the Scene. I remember talking to her when that was happening and she was like, Yeah, this is pretty crazy. Like last year no one knew who I was. And yeah, but yeah so how did you guys hook up?
2: Um, one day two of my friends and I went to a show and Rachel had put it on and I would start just going to Feed the Scene shows in Baltimore. And then um, I loved the fact that she was a woman in the scene that I could learn from, so I just kind of bonded and she became like my big sister and all of a sudden we started working together.
0: <laughs> and by the way, that's great advice for anyone who wants to break into any aspect of a music scene. Go to shows. Yes. Like, go there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even if you're not putting it on or playing, just go there. Trust yeah.
2: Me.
0: You may not know any of the bands yet, but just and go there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, if I didn't go to shows, I'd be so screwed, because I wouldn't know who's coming out, I wouldn't know who's drawing, who's playing, like, who I can get help from, you know. Like, I wouldn't know anything. When you're trying to break into the scene or the industry, when you're not going out to things and meeting people and learning, you're not going anywhere.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah, That's why right. you always see those bands who post, no one ever comes out to our shows, and then we'll... They don't go to anybody else's shows. Like what's the going to Wonder <laughs> Years once a year does not count as contributing to the scene. I'm sorry. No. Yeah.
2: <laughs> At least someone said it and it wasn't me this time.
0: <laughs> oh well, you have to understand. I only have to I only have to work with promoters. I don't have to work with other bands. Not that any bands actually not that, you know what? Clarify. Not that I personally think it's worthwhile to work with bands who have that attitude. So I don't particularly worry about coming back on me. If anything, that's good advice. I just hope people take it.
2: Yeah, yeah. agree. Cross our fingers, man. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. You guys are all so. The second I said what kind of or what shows have you guys seen recently, everyone's like, "Well, here's all the shows." Alex, you said you went to multiple shows on one day. You yeah. You couldn't see all the bands because you were too busy going to extra shows. <laughs> like,
3: right. Yeah. yeah. We really wanted to see Diet, but then we also really wanted to see Ways, so we decided why
0: not go see both?
2: So. That's the way to do it. Support just your scene.
3: Exactly.
2: Support
1: they
0: all
3: the scenes.
0: Yeah. Right, so, Caitlin, so, um, so what's what's happening with you currently now?
2: Oh, God, a million things. <laughs> um, last night, slash early this morning, Rachel and I announced just three new shows. We're doing a show August 29th, for safe to say, some new Canadian friends, and we have the oddities and something more in face value on it, and then we have a survey says show coming up. Mm -hmm. Survey says, yeah, yeah, and then we're doing
3: the best dudes. Oh my God, I love them. I I know
2: they're wonderful. I love them. They're so sweet. I've never been able to meet them in person, but just like through knowing them through booking and the internet, they've just. I I really can say that I love them because they're such great people.
0: Yeah, so. you know where they'll be on Saturday, right? How so?
2: Oh yeah, they're gonna be at Park Rock, aren't yep. they? Yep. Oh beautiful.
0: I'll send you pictures so you can be jealous.
2: Oh, go ahead, I will. But,
0: but yeah, sorry. Go on. What, what's what's the uh what's the other show? You're the your, uh... third
2: one is for a band called Protagonist. I don't know if you guys have heard of them, but um, yeah, they're an awesome band, and I'm really excited for that. And then we have, I think. In total, we have like five more shows to announce coming up. Oh, nice. Uh, how
0: far out are you booking?
2: Like, right now, we're into technically January, but that's Ooh. because of a special show that I'm doing for my 21st oh. birthday. But people are hitting up, hitting up <laughs> as far as
0: Caitlin, put put down your beer and tell us when you're turning <laughs> 21. <laughs>
2: Whoa. I was waiting for the comment. I, I don't,
0: scared. well, I, I assume, I, I'm at the age where I assume everyone is 21. Like, I'm just like, sure, sure, why not? You have to look extremely young for me to, I'm sorry, you look 12, don't worry, don't worry. Don't
2: oh, worry. no, I look like a fetus, I get it, I totally get it.
0: <laughs> That's okay, I look like feet, it's fine. So, uh, is that a natty bow you're drinking?
2: <laughs> that is a natty bow. Yeah.
0: Your screen is very small, but I can see that anyway. Yeah. I mean, uh, speaking speaking of beer, uh, to the gentlemen in the podcast, what do you guys drink usually?
1: Um. Well, I'm straight edge, so I don't ah. drink uh, at <laughs> all. I enjoy milk. the nice Mountain Dew and Dr Pecker though. But I'm I'm not not beer guy. Yeah. I'm Alex? disappointing. I'm sorry, you guys.
0: No, no I'm not disappointed. I'm, I'm <laughs> embarrassed. I was like, Alex, is there any way you can answer that? To, the alcohol <laughs> killed my family. <laughs> you <laughs> presumptuous ass.
3: I'm actually straight edge too, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh
0: man. Is there actually? Um. So, do you mind uh, not? giving me the reasons. I know that's the dumbest fucking question on the planet. I didn't drink until I was, uh, I guess, 23, and so I got the, the questions all the time. Um, but that's just, is there, if you don't mind me asking, was there ever a point where you did drink, or was this just a constant, or, or constant, like uh, a conscious decision you made at one point, and you're like, I'm sticking to my uh, to my, uh, uh, ethics here.
1: That's pretty much was a, what it was, was just never drank, I was kind of raised um, in the music scene. My dad's always worked with different bands. Um, One of the main bands he used to work with was Fugazi Mm -hmm. um, and Ian McKay, who's basically credited as the leader of the Straight Edge movement. Um, I was just kind of taught from a young age, hey, don't put in your body what doesn't need to be there. Drugs, alcohol, tobacco, all that fun stuff just doesn't need to happen. And I've just seen bad things happen with people around me in the past, and it's just always been a conscious decision. Like, hey, I don't need that in my life. It's not a requirement, not a priority. It's not going to make anything significantly better in the long run for me. So it's just something I've just always kept up with. Don't plan on drinking in the future. It's just one of those things.
0: Definitely respect, man. The thing with me that I always had was, um, for whatever reason, Dare worked on me when I was a little kid. Like, Mm -hmm. he told me not to. I was like, oh, shit, okay. (laughs) No one ever told me... Like, the, like, oh, yeah, you drink, do, do a, a low-grade drug, you feel good for a little bit, then it goes away. Because that's, mm-hmm. like, the simplest form, that's what it is. I never heard that. And all my friends, or whatever, acquaintances and everyone I knew in school, like, once people started drinking and smoking, they kept saying, like, oh, my God, it's the best thing ever. It's my whole life. It's so cool. Helps you socialize. Deals with all your problems. And I was like, that. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> cut me away from it for so long. It sounded uh,
3: right out of a, a dare like campaign. Like it sounded like
0: like the. Uh,
1: they could have made one of those little instructional videos with you. Know. you and what's been going on around you?
0: Yeah. Any you guys remember the uh, I learned well? It was even before my time, but you might have seen it on YouTube the I yeah. learned from watching you. That, that oh my goodness. god, that is the funniest fucking thing. I like it's to say that, that. to um, my my dad's a, a professional musician, like he's a famous jazz musician, and oh. um and he uh any t- and he taught me like when I was in high school to uh how to um, run a mixing board and like I used to record bands and stuff. And um, any, like I've since then I've learned a whole bunch of stuff on my own. And anytime you ask me, "Oh, how'd you learn that? I always do in that same voice, i learned from watching you.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. nice. All right, so uh, so okay, I guess Caitlin and I will be sharing beers then. Um, this is a uh, this is because um, yeah, Tony and, and Ollie aren't here. Yeah and they're usually they're usually, you know, they're usually pretty inebriated. <laughs> well, <laughs> I've definitely been the worst of the three. Today I even, because um, I noticed some people co- posted like, you know, it's really unprofessional, all the drinking. And I felt like, I was like, well, these nursing craft beers, and I'm bringing whiskey bottles on screen. So I'm like, well, that's me. That's just what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and today I, I I, ran out of it cause, uh, earlier, but I, I would plan to have a big thing of wine to just be like, hmm, classy, professional. Oh, yeah, totally classy. <laughs>
2: I love wine. Can we do that one week? I will share a bottle of wine with you.
0: No, no, no. Yes, seriously. Yes. <laughs> Can you fax it to me? Yes. Can we do this <laughs> now? Um, but yeah, all right. So, so you, Kayla, you got the shows coming up. Um, do you have any? Uh, are you primarily based in Baltimore, or do you uh, do you go out into other areas as well?
2: I'm based in Baltimore. Um, I, for a while, was trying to move to New York, so I was out in in Jersey and New York a lot. So I've gotten, I wouldn't say like heavily involved in other scenes, but Baltimore is not a huge market, so you kind of have to travel if you really want to see certain tour packages. And so I've frequented New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, and um, Nova and Richmond a lot. So I've gotten to know some people from those scenes, and I have a lot of really close friends out in Jersey um, and in New York, and I'm just I love them. <laughs>
0: you actually bring up a really interesting point. Um, I think it is anyway. Uh, how you have to travel sometimes outside of Baltimore to see certain tour packages. Now I know in the Midwest or in the West or some some like Southern states, uh, you. You have to, it's, it's normal, yeah, you've got to travel a ways to go see, especially smaller tour packages, but Baltimore is one of the biggest cities. Like, it's an actual city, and we're also close to D.C., so mm-hmm. it's, but the fact, like, why do you think so many, and I've noticed this year in, year out, why do you think so many tour packages, like mid-level tour packages, skip right the fuck over us?
2: It's probably because there aren't a lot of kids. There's not that big of a market. you know, I'm a promoter. I put on these shows, and I see these Wonder Years tours that sell out places like SoundStage and these Heart
0: of Baltimore, 800 kids.
2: And like, I walk yeah. through it, and I'm just like, "Who the fuck are you?" I have a show every week or twice a week. I have shows at Art Space at least two times a month. For sometimes, where the fuck are all of you coming from, and why aren't you at my shows? Like, but they these kids just don't want to go out unless it's Man Overboard, The Story So Far, or The Wander Years. And who, when was the last time The Story So Far played Baltimore? Yeah.
1: Not like recently couple at couple all.
2: I, I don't. I think it was no. It was a year and a half ago during the Stappy Nation tour. They played Autobar, and um that was the last time, and it's a year and a half. Man Overboard has played a couple times since. Um, the Wonder Years, I think, have played technically Baltimore just once, you know, since that happened, even though they weren't on that tour. Um, you know, people don't come here, and kids don't come out, and it's like, it hurts.
3: <laughs> what about no, for, like, bands the... that are like up and coming, like, sort of like the st- 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 I'm saying this because I could see your banners behind you, like state champs and Knuckle Puck, like bands like that. Like,
2: do they um,
3: get like a good draw? Or?
2: Um, Knuckle Puck does well here, especially you know I saw them with uh, neck deep. Um, they had a really good reaction. The venue they were at though was a 90 cap venue.
1: Ooh,
3: ooh,
2: that was That's that was funny. a sold out tour, but um. That tour was at a 90 cap venue, so it's kind of hard to say if we put this at Auto Bar, which is a, what, Eric, 400 cap? Uh,
0: well, the fire code, I believe, is 180. <laughs>
2: but oh! I
0: have. Uh, I've been. I've been. I've seen some shows. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Shut the fuck up! I thought it was 400. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> I actually. I think. They'll, they'll, no, no. I mean, well, they'll let, they'll let in. <laughs> They'll probably sell 400 tickets, but like, um, yeah, the the place the place is surprisingly small because the bar area takes up over half of the venue, yeah, and that's cool. not standing room because there's all sorts of like you can't fit as many people in there. But I'd say you could probably squeeze 300 in, but um, just in working with them, the number they had brought up was 180. As because
2: gotcha. yeah, yeah. I've never um, had a show there, um, but yeah, we've yeah, only I played mean, local ones. Yeah, so we didn't
0: buy them until until this. Coming one that we're playing. That's the first one I've actually just done the booking on that. Um, just to give anybody who's watching, uh, like I, I, I hate to, because this isn't part of the podcast, but I'm in a band, and uh, for the sake of this uh, this conversation, um, we're booking our CD release show at the venue in question, Autobar, and it's a legendary venue. Mm-hmm. And you, you name, you name the the I've I've seen. From the Wu-Tang Clan and Notorious B.I.G. in the mid-90s played there, to uh, every major punk band in the early 2000s, to today, any, any band that's about to be huge you just come through Autobar. Like that's, that's, it's, it's a legendary venue for decades. And, um, and I went through the booking process with them. When they book local bands, or like local showcases, you just say, can I play? And they say, here you go, come at this time, play here, here's some tickets. Uh, but when you book there, this is my first time really n- having to negotiate the entire night and expenses and like you're it's so it's it's a it's a whole thing like when you're when you're at that kind of level venue so it's so yeah so that's that's where I got the number and blah, 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 blah. gotcha yeah
2: um I mean regarding Alex's question I have seen state champs in Baltimore once. <laughs> And it was on their tour with Bayside, and I knew every single person that was singing along. I knew mm-hmm. them personally. They were my friends. And that was it, out of Out of Ram's Head, which is one of our biggest venues. Oh, and, like, yeah. it's two balconies, and I can identify each and every person singing along with state champs by name, first and last. I know where they, their houses are. Um, so that, that'll... That puts things in perspective, and so that's a little, yeah. little disheartening. <laughs> so that's,
0: that's, that's That's interesting. Uh, d- I know state champs had a show. When was the show? Sorry.
2: This show was last October.
0: I know that last. I want to call it. I, I think I want to call it. <laughs> I want to call it November. Um, they uh, they played in D.C. Maybe it was December. Um, they played in D.C. And at a college, and I saw pictures from it, and it, granted there were probably it was a room that probably held 75, 80 people max, but it was packed for them. And That's that was D.C. Um, but D.C. and Baltimore are very different scenes. They also been, uh, they, they could have been they could have a, a bigger following in like Northern Virginia, and it just made sense for them on that tour to play D.C. as opposed to like Central Virginia, which is the next closest venue for a size uh, a band their size yeah that's interesting. I'm glad you you mentioned that about state champs I we considered um but we, we were talking to their booking agent about having them on our CD release and yeah. we couldn't get a straight answer about draws in Baltimore and then when their booking agent gave us this number, I was like okay well you definitely have to give us a, a number of draw and they're like nope <laughs> I was like all right never mind can't can't take that kind of risk yeah
2: yeah. I mean, I, I love that band. I mean, I have them on my wall, and they're some of the greatest guys I've ever met in my life. Um,
0: Super good I, dude. Their they music are. Is, I've never met them. Their music is unreal good. Especially, the, yeah.
2: the Finer Things was I, my favorite album of last year, hands down. And, um, you know, I, I did Warp Tour for a week, and I got to hang out with Tyler, who's, now, who's become a very good friend of mine. I mean, I got to hang out with all of them, but Tyler is... One of the greatest guys I know, he's a straight shooter. Um, I can go to him with anything and be like, I need you to tell me the truth. Or, is this a good idea? Like, should I do this with my life? And he's always, like, straight up and, like, great guys, great music. I love the heart and soul that they put into it. And they, they work very, very hard. Um, I, they're one of those bands that I want to bring them to Baltimore so bad. I'm like crossing my fingers, it'll happen. but like Eric said, like you know you got that number and you didn't get another number and you know all of that.
0: And, but that's and that's the funny thing in DC, I bet that number that they uh, that they draw in is really high. Like it's yeah. just and that, that's kind of why I brought it up. What, like what is it about Baltimore? And so this is a question for you and I guess for everybody. Um, what can you do in those situations when you're so you're walking into that Wonder Year show? like the Greatest Generation Tour, with all those other bands in genre on it, and you see 800 kids, 750 of which you've never seen at a local show, but they're all kids from the area who clearly like the genre, what mm-hmm. do you say to them to get them interested and excited about these smaller bands they've never heard of, touring and local?
2: Um, I mean, from my experience, I try and make friends at shows just because... You never know who's in a band you can put on a show locally or who's going to come to one of your shows or who's just going to be a good person that you bond with. So I always talk to everyone. Um, (laughs) Eric has seen this alive and well. Uh, But I'm just like, oh, you like so-and-so? I have this band that I put on so many shows and they're some of my best friends and you would love them. I'm just like, you should listen to them because you like this band, you'll love them. So I mean I try and do it like that, like try and you like make it. a connection.
0: And then you do it seven hundred and forty nine more times. And then there's a people will come out. Yeah. But that's and that's that's such an interesting point about having these bands that you really like personally, musically, and just like hardworking guys that you'd love to be able to bring. And does that motivate you at all? The is that part of the motivating factors of really trying to bring this scene to life? Because that seems to be what you and everyone you're working with is trying to do. Um, is that like an extra motivating factor for you?
2: I mean, I think there's there are just so many things that motivate me like. I began booking because I just fell in love with everything about the music scene and everyone in it and I wanted to see the people who meant the most in my life do well, you know, with their bands and with their booking companies and with their promotional things, uh their promotional companies rather. And then I wanted to help touring bands because I saw my really close friends start to tour and have their vans broken into or get shorted on a guarantee. And I was just like, no, that shouldn't happen. Like, I never want someone to not come back to Baltimore because of the fact they had a bad experience with a promoter. And then I know what music did in my life. And I want to put these shows on for something that, you know, basically gave me my wanna be career, you know? So I, I, I'm motivated by a lot, but it's mostly just making everyone happy.
0: I also noticed that when you book a show and you're at the show, you're one of the few promoters I've seen who rocks out for bands. Like that's super, usually, a, like the, you can identify the promoter of the show when you're at the show and it's the dude or, or girl with their arms crossed standing behind the drummer just like, I'm too cool to, to do anything.
1: Yep. <laughs> Pretty typical. Pretty typical.
2: I'm the girl screaming in the front and piling up on people trying not to punch people in the face.
1: That's a good thing. We need more of that going
2: on. Right. I'm a nerd. It's bad. I nerd out hard and I like I embarrass myself, especially when it's with like the better well not the better bands, not at all, but the the larger drawing bands and the bigger packages. I really embarrassed myself because there are these kids standing there like you were being a professional 2 seconds ago and now you just like kicked me in the face why
0: I why? often find myself embarrassed when I'm around big packages <laughs> <laughs> It's understandable. You can get a little intimidated. It's very it's very tough. It's very tough.
2: No I'd no be- no size of a package intimidates me. <laughs>
0: you're a real team player if you guys <laughs> real, didn't think real, I was going to participate
2: in that you're so wrong oh man oh, boy,
0: I have more questions I'm letting that linger to, to really get the appreciation that it deserves but Yeah. oh and um, cool. Lincoln and Alex don't. if you guys have questions for Caitlin I know this was kind of throwing everybody on last minute because Ollie and Tony couldn't make it
1: We're um, good. I don't want
0: to Hog You're good. You're good. Yeah, I actually have a, actually I do have a question for Caitlin that she might be able to
1: help with. Um, I live in an area where it's probably about two hours uh, to the closest venue, which is the Glass House in Pomona. Oh, uh, next venue after that's like chain reaction, which is about two and a half hours away, and then like the Dial in Marietta, which is still kind of fledging, but they're getting there. Um, we've been trying to figure out how to. Get some kind of venue going where I live in the desert, because we do have somewhat of a scene. Uh, most of the shows that go down are house shows that always turn into huge drama messes where some drunk hardcore kid gets in the psych band's face at the show, mm-hmm. and police come and shut it down, type of thing. So uh, I work with a local label, and then we also do I do artist relations for Dream Studio Guitars, which is a local um, instrument company out here, and we've been trying to get something going uh, to get the local kids to come out to shows, but we needed this venue to do that that's going to be safe and secure and somewhat decently nice. Um, what kind of suggestions would you have, like if we we're trying to try and set up a small venue out here to try and get local kids to come out, like what's the best way to try and promote shows out there so people know that this exists? Like all the house show stuff is just Facebook promotion. You never see flyers, you never see postcards, you don't see anything. Like for a fledgling trying to start up venue, what would you suggest um, to people running the venue, to try and get bands in, to get promoters in, to get shows booked. Like, you got any kind of
2: ideas I mean, to throw out? You you have to use every ounce of promotion you can get. You got to use Facebook. You got to use the radio. You got to use the newspaper. You got a flyer. You got to find skate shops and coffee shops and stuff like that. And as far as venues go. um You'd be surprised what restaurants and bars would do. If a bar has an all-ages liquor license, they'll sometimes host shows. I mean, it'll be in a dirty corner, but in my time, you know. I mean, Eric and I go to Sidebar very frequently, and that is... I mean, we're from Baltimore, you know. We're yeah. in the city with the highest... Uh, heroin rate and a huge murder rate and it's danger and people hate coming here because they're just like oh we're gonna die but I've never felt unsafe at any of my shows because it could be in the dirtiest grossest most disgusting venue in the world but the people running it I know and I love and I trust the people there with me are people that I trust in the locals I've seen a million times and it's really about the scene that makes it all Come together. Um, as long as you're working with awesome people, that's all that matters, in my opinion. Um, because you know, spaces come up. You know, you never know yeah. if a house show is going to go on. You know, you can do a weekly or monthly show and make it a thing and start a community. Um, or you can find a restaurant that'll let you throw gear in the back, play a bunch of really loud music. They'll probably charge... I mean, they might charge you a lot. They might just be like, hey, have the space. Or they might just be like, throw toward electricity. You know, you never know how someone's going to react, but you never know where you're going to find something. So it's just about making contacts and doing it with people that you love and you trust and are doing it because it's in their heart, not just like for money, which is the dumbest reason to do anything in music Oh, yes, it
1: ever. is. Like, 100% of that. <laughs>
2: I need to harp on that because I know people, fans, promoters, booking agents have gotten into this because they want to make tons of money and I'm just sitting here like, I work 40 hours a week at a donut shop getting paid just over minimum wage and I put more time and energy into shows than I really should and I'm still not making any money but I do it because it's one of the best things I've ever done and it's fun and I love it.
1: Exactly, you're in it for the music, you're in it for the joy and love and happiness that comes from that experience.
2: Exactly, and that's all that matters at the end of the day.
1: Exactly, I feel you on that one. Well, thank you for the advice, Caitlin, I appreciate it.
2: No problem, hit me up anytime, I'm always down to talk about things like this. Nice.
0: oh, by for the way, sure. I just, I just want to say that uh, I fucked up, I don't know how I fucked up, and I guess I fixed it, and I don't know how I fixed it, but I oh. guess the camera was staying on me the whole time. And now it's working again.
1: Oh, so One our viewer just card. got like a still shot of like Eric just shaking his head and nodding his head and <laughs> yep. giving questioning looks and rubbing his epic beard and yeah, that's
0: cool. Yeah, so that's uh, that's a thing. Thank you, uh, Ryan Kreeter. Cri- How do I pronounce your name? I'm talking to him online. I think it's Kreider. 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 not a name. Kreider. Right, <laughs> sweet. Alex, say something. Hello, I'm here. Yes, sorry, oh. well, I'm not
3: here.
2: <laughs> I'm hey, um, we'll, here.
0: We'll do this. <laughs> we'll do this uh, at the end too uh, for you, Caitlin. Um, but is there anything? Uh, coming up promotion wise that you want or that you want to promote or any shout outs you want to give uh, before we go back into me just uh, go into the I guess the questions people asked and then maybe ask Reddit and then uh, and then we'll close out in a little bit.
2: Um, well my next show is August 29th it's for safe to say it's going to be with the Oddities, something more in face value at Charm City Art space at 7 o'clock, and it's going to be really fun. Safe to Say is coming down from Canada. They were originally booking a tour, but now they're just kind of doing like a one-off from Canada, which is really cool, so come out and support if you're in the area, because you know, Canada Baltimore, like that's a big one-off, so props to them. Check them out, and check the rest of the band's the lineup out. Um, check out Feed the Scene. Just Google or Facebook Feed the Scene, and Rachel does amazing, awesome things and I am very lucky to work with her and very excited to see what we do in the future. Um, I mean, yeah, that's just even if it's not one of my shows, go to local shows. Support your local promoters, hang out with the local bands, give them money because that makes them torn, makes their dreams come true. So do it.
0: Nice. That's all. all right, I of course, just said. So- <laughs> So uh, Ryan Crider, uh asked, what was your childhood dream compared to your current career? Um, so, um, yeah, go, go for it. We'll all answer, but Caitlin first.
2: My childhood dream was to become, well, my first childhood dream was to become, like, an actress, and um, I actually almost auditioned to be Luna Lovegood in Harry Potter.
3: Ooh,
1: that would um,
2: be bad. Because I went to art school in middle school, and I was an acting... I was like a theater prime. So I was able to like, get a chance to fly to England and audition, but my parents were like, we're definitely not paying for you to fly to England like, an audition with a thousand other girls to be in Harry Potter. Like, what? Um, and then my next dream was to be a lawyer. And I went to a high school with a law magnet. Like prime and I basically majored in law in high school, and then I realized I didn't want to do that either. And now I'm here.
0: <laughs> Alex.
3: Well, growing up, I actually, I wanted to be a football player. Like, I wanted to be like a wide receiver for like I think I wanted to be a wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers for some reason. You I have no idea. Grew up, up or no? No, I grew up. I'm. I'm. I have, I've lived my whole entire life in New Jersey, so I have no idea why. I guess I just liked their logo a just, lot. Panthers so. got around It's like them. big cats. <laughs> yeah, they, they were a bad team at the time. I thought, you know, if I was really good, I'd have a good chance of being drafted by them or something. I don't know. I was thinking way ahead down the line. But uh, that dream was kind of dashed when I my mom was like, no, you're not playing football, like, ever. So, yeah, I just kind of... I just kind of stopped doing that. But uh, right now, I really don't know what I want to be. Like, I probably want to do something with the music scene, but I'm not entirely sure what, like, specific thing I want to do. Like, I'm kind of dabbling in a little bit of everything and just sort of seeing what sticks. You know, like, I've I've booked shows in the past. I did a major League's record release show, like, two years ago when they came out. That
2: was you? Not bad. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, my uh, me and my uh, my friends we did that, which was pretty cool. We had a with the punches play a backyard. So nice. you know. rest
2: in peace. We yeah. need to take a moment. Pour one out for the homies. This hurts.
0: <laughs> yeah, it seems. By the way, it seems like every time my band plays with a band that like we played with, with the punches, and then I guess a month later they broke up. And then oh. we played that's we the day after we played that Smalls on my honor show Ashley left Smalls and then oh all now on my honor and then every <laughs> band we become friends with like actual friends with breaks up immediately count to oh. four watch out
2: <laughs> oh. oh god Eric if you break them up I will kill you
0: guess guess who else is gonna be at Park Rock Fest on Saturday who count no! to four
2: <laughs> yeah, the
0: lineups un- unreal it's yeah. Yeah, uh, nice. Alex, how old are you? Uh, I am. I just turned
3: twenty like last week. So
0: that's awesome that you're you're just like you said, dabbling in a bunch of different things. Uh, that's. Uh, I don't know if anybody here like listens to podcasts, but uh, Zach do. does one with Jesse. Yes, Cannon. that's all I, I do off yeah. the record at work, eight hours straight. Well, yeah. Well, J- Jesse Cannon just mastered our record. And so I've been that. had the, the fortune of, of messaging back and forth with them for the last couple of weeks.
2: Eric, but, you did not um, tell me that. Oh, oh,
0: oh, did I forget? Oh, oh, did I? No. <laughs> um, that, having his name on the, the credits of the record is pretty fucking cool. That's but, awesome. um, but with what Zach Zerillo talks about on that, and I'm sure you've heard it, is that he'll say, like, oh, yeah, I just started doing this, and then this opportunity came up, then doing this, and from doing all sorts of different things in the music field, except for you know, playing in a band, he was able to kind of build his own obviously it's still small, but his own little like empire with his name on it. Oh
3: yeah. yeah I think Property of Zack is pretty sizable though.
0: Like Yeah, that's no that's true. I yeah, mean compared to like there, Rolling like, Stone absolute or punk, whatever. Like,
2: <laughs>
3: and you definitely see Property of Zack tagged like a lot more than absolute punk in terms of like articles and, and stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Well yeah, of that of that tier of like I just used the word empire, and I felt like I had to clarify that. <laughs> He's a mogul. Um, yeah. Uh, Lincoln, so what about, what about you? Childhood dream, current career?
1: Um, really weird one. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a teacher really bad for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. It just seemed like something really cool. It's actually something I seriously thought about until I was like a senior in high school. And I think what really sparked the interest back in it again is I had some really, really rad history teachers my junior and senior year in high school. I was like, man, I want to do what those guys did because they inspired me to reach out and learn more about the world and learn more about our country. I want to inspire other kids to do the same thing. That'd be, that'd be cool. And I uh, started looking into colleges and started looking into pay grades and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, I don't know if being a teacher is exactly a viable living in a way, I don't know, I just wasn't impressed with um, the work schedule combined with the pay for it. I was like, you know what, maybe I don't want to do that anymore. And I went to school majoring in business administration with a focus on economics to kind of take over what my dad's doing in the future, which is he owns a bicycle company, BMX bikes and mountain bikes, and he also sick. manufactures guitars. That's but, so cool. um,. I was like, oh, I'll go in and try and do that. Now I'm a creative director for a marketing company that does online marketing and advertising, and we also do clothing production. So it's a little bit different road than I wanted to be on. I'm still kind of on that road of like, hey, I want to run my own business. I want to take over the bikes. I want to take over the guitars. started a small label with some experience. I did releasing a vinyl reissue in 2012. It was a horrible experience, but it gave me a lot of connections and friends in the music industry scene that's kind of helped me branch out and get my label I'm doing now a little bit more ahead than it should be for its age and then kind of reach out and know some people with the guitar stuff like Forever Came Callings, playing all of the guitars my dad made and we've been talking to some other bands, Handgun, Slow Children, Political Punk Band, Voodoo Glow Skulls which is arguably nice. one of the biggest ska core bands in the scene right now and it's, it's been good, so that's still kind of on the path, I but uh, I wanted to be a teacher for a long time, and it still seems cool, but it's probably not going to happen.
3: You get summers off, though, which is pretty cool.
1: That is pretty cool. That's one you of the things I was super on as a kid. Yeah, you could, I you could tour every summer. have a sick band of teachers. You know, all that
3: stuff. <laughs> what
1: exactly. would your sick
0: band of teachers be called?
1: Oh, um, I don't know. That's, that's, that's a tough one. Um probably something like really nerdy obscure history related. Like I'd have to give it some thought. I'd have to like make a list and but it would probably be some weirdy, weird nerd like US history obscure something or another. Probably something like a named after a battle in the Civil War or something. It'd be recorded.
0: <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> well I I got kind of lucky. Um my uh well when I was l- when I was like really little, like to the point where I didn't even know what this job exactly was, um, my parents—I was, uh, yeah—my parents would have let me watch uh, Seinfeld with them when I was six, seven years old, whatever. This is like early 90s, and um, uh-huh. my—I uh, remember my parents said it's like, yeah, you always said you wanted to be a stand-up comedian, just like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> and I didn't know what that. I didn't, I, there's no way I would have had any idea what that was. I just saw that guy and I was like, I like that guy. I want to do what that is. What's that called? Yeah, I want to do that. Um, There you go. And uh, I guess some point in um, uh, middle school, uh, I guess it was, I think it was elementary school, I remembered I was doing a project, and they, you know how they force you to, like, pair you off with different people. Um, You don't get to choose what groups you're in sometimes in elementary school. Well, this table was, it was me, who was, like, this super nerdy, awkward kid, um, even, like, in fourth grade, fifth grade, Uh, my really uh, overweight, hilarious friend, um, who also did not have such a great time socially, and then two of like the popular girls, and um, and oh, I God. remember I remember telling a joke like something some like something that I thought was witty when I was ten I'm sure, and I remember I said it, and the girls didn't think it was funny at all, and um, and the next day I thought of a joke and I whispered it to my friend Ryan, and I was like why don't you say it because people thought he was funny, and he said it. And everyone and the girls thought it was the funniest thing ever. Oh. And so that's when I had I came to this crossroads in my ten-year-old brain. And I was like, I could be a comedy writer, not a comedian, <laughs> Or I could be in psychology. Because I was far more curious about why that social interaction happened. And um, that's exactly what I ended up doing. And I went and I every every step of the way um, like when I started learning psych stuff in high school and college, loved it even more um, in my master's program and doing various jobs where I would do um, inpatient and outpatient treatment. I'd do therapy, research. Uh, right now I'm doing neuropsych testing. Every single step of the way, like everything in the field I love. Like it just worked out very lucky for me that I got to do what I wanted to do. And obviously music, but I never once was really like, oh, yeah, this is totally going to work out. <laughs> full, full steam ahead. But, uh, the
1: psychology—that's, dude, that's awesome. I had no idea you did any of that stuff, and that—that's actually really, really cool. Mad respect for that, and still you. running your band and everything along with that too. Like,
0: yeah, that—that's why when I that's bitch rad. about how busy I am, that's—that's that's what that yeah, is. That's really, <laughs> but all thank right. You, cool. Man, I appreciate it. Um, also, nice. I do—I do teach, and it is awesome. If you uh, are doing it part time, oh. it's so much fun. <laughs> It's, you know what it's like? It's like podcasting, but everyone has to listen to you. And, like, mm-hmm. nobody, you don't okay. have to do anything
1: else. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All
0: right, awesome. So that was the only question we had. We had, um, a co- we had a couple of other questions that I was prepared to have to ignore and not read, but it doesn't seem to be any questions. It just seems to be barely spoken English Bragging oh. about how they're able to to ask questions, but no questions were actually asked. So <laughs> moving, moving on. <laughs> um, okay, from uh, from Ask Reddit. Um, what is okay. the? Uh, we'll go Alex, then Caitlin, then Lincoln. What's the stupidest thing that you're proud of? I'm assuming that means the stupidest thing about yourself that you're proud of. Stupidest thing that I'm proud of. Um...
3: I think that it's sort of just, like, the way that I've, like, sort of grown in the last couple of years or so. I mean, I think it's sort of, like, stupid in a way, but, you know, I, I think that, you know, I've, I've grown over the last couple of years, and I think, you know, that's something that I'm definitely, that I'm definitely proud of, so I guess that will sort of be my, my, my shitty answer, but.
0: Yeah, it always sucks to be the first one to go for all these, so thank you for, uh. <laughs> I got the first one out of the way. Yeah, Caitlin.
2: Um, I feel like my answer is so stupid compared to Alex's, but it's honestly the fact that everyone thinks I'm super high maintenance. But like, I can get out of my house in the morning if I'm late for work in like two minutes flat. Like, if I'm running late. And I'll do my makeup and everything. Like, I'll put my contacts in, brush my teeth, do my makeup, and get myself dressed and get to work on time. If I woke up an hour and a half late, like, I can get to work in ten minutes. From the moment I wake up to the moment I clock in, it's, like, ten minutes, and I'll have gone from, like, contacts out, hair, like, out to here, and, like, pajamas on to just, like, hi, how are you? How can I help you? What donuts do you want? Like... <laughs> what donuts
0: do you want? Was, I'm glad you said that because I was going to make fun of you on me. <laughs> like, where, where do you think you work? <laughs> Hello, Mr. President. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. <laughs> like,
1: that's cool. Um, we all... Stupid is a debatable topic in everybody's head. And uh, me viewing as stupid is... I, I creative director. I do graphic design. Uh, The main graphic design stuff I do at work is for a parody and novelty t-shirt line, which can get really stupid and ridiculous at times. It's like stuff you'd see at Spencer's. And uh, One of the things I'm most proud of being from a straight-edge background is I can make some ridiculously relevant and stupid marijuana culture-related t-shirt designs that we sell like... (laughs) <laughs> a dozen, two dozen shirts of them a day on eBay. Like they're fly off the shelf like pancakes. And I'm, I'm straight edge. I've never been around any of that stuff. I've just got buddies who will make stupid jokes and being on Reddit and on the R trees section of Reddit, I'm like, oh, that that's, yeah, and see it enough time and make it into a stupid shirt in like 15 minutes and we sell two dozen of them a day. So I was like, I'm kind of proud that not being from that background, I can make something that Stoner's like, Oh yeah, that's rad. I should spend fifteen bucks on that. So I wanna see these shirts. I'll I'll send you some on Facebook. They're they're interesting. They're interesting
0: for sure. (laughs) He's like he's
2: gonna get an order from me like tomorrow.
1: Dude. (laughs) I'd be stoked. I'd be stoked.
0: (laughs) My uh I guess my stupidest thing, uh shit, I had it. Oh well. Um I guess oh, I had I had a couple, but here's my backup one because I'm blanking on the, the the main one. Um, I sometimes go like two three days without seeing myself in a mirror. Like, I just It just it happens, it happens. I woke up today, saw this 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 guy right there. like how the fuck long has that been there? But uh, but yeah, no, <laughs> sometimes it will. If I when I go to the bathroom and I'm washing my hands, I don't necessarily look up. I'm just worried trying not to oh, get you know water on my khakis because uh, if anybody has to wear, like, dress pants, every, always, no matter what you do, if you have, like, a sink at work that's, like, at crotch level, it always looks like you pissed yeah. yourself when you go back to work. I used oh, to yeah. have that happen
1: at Target all the time, because we used to have to wear red and khaki and go to the bathroom oh, yeah. on my yeah. 15-minute break and wash my hands, and it was a crotch level. I, you wash my hands, and just, you know, normal, and look down, I'm like, great, cool, this is rad. But, yeah, I feel you on that one completely.
0: Dude, I this sounds like just a hacky joke but this did happen to me I went to I go to Black Friday to Target every single year and uh-huh. I wore a red shirt with khakis the last time I went oh and you and probably was got mobbed hell on earth yes yeah. and everyone thought I was lying because <laughs> <laughs> alright um, uh, where's another one how about um, what is uh, oh where'd that go oh what is this is a good question what is a perfectly normal thing that you nope the fuck away from.
2: For me it's any insect any insect except for a ladybug. Um my best friend Lauren is a herpetologist, so she's a reptile biologist and she loves insects and rodents and reptiles and crocodiles like all these crazy fucking animals and um my, be- my other really close friend, Alexia, and I were in my room, and Lauren was over as well. And I was standing, and Alexia was sitting, and she was like, you have a bug on you. And I'm, like, looking, and I'm just, like, beating the shit out of myself, like, getting this bug off of me. And then I, like, end up, like, screaming and jumping on my bed. Like, and it just, I don't even know what kind of bug it was. It wasn't, like, anything that could harm me in any way. But bugs, I know nope about so hard with. They just creep me out. I think they're gross. I think they should all die horrible, miserable deaths and just evaporate from the earth. Like just gone. Like fuck you. I hate you. I, they make me happy.
0: reasonable. <laughs> you can't reason with them. You
2: can't. They just want to kill you and like crawl into your mouth.
3: I want to kill you and crawl into your mouth at the same time.
2: I'll kill you by crawling into your mouth.
0: I feel like you saw Ender's Game and you're like, well, that's just what bugs do, so.
2: (laughs) I don't know what that is, so.
0: (laughs) I'm glad I didn't say read then. Yeah. All right, cool. So, Alex, how about you? Normal thing you nope away from. Oh, jeez.
3: I would have to say... Oh, jeez, it's a good question. I'm trying to think of this.
1: Or
0: you can jump to Lincoln if, if you got yeah, one. Yeah,
3: jump to Lincoln while I think about it.
1: Yeah, I related to uh, Caitlin's thing with bugs, I don't like birds. Birds are just a no-go for me. They fly, they have beaks, they have claws. You don't know what the hell it's going to do if you piss off a bird. I mean, <laughs> they could rip out your eyes for all you know, or peck, or something. Like, I don't know, if there's, like, a large quantity of birds, or, like, I don't know. I just not a fan of being in bird-filled areas or around protective birds. Mainly in my backyard cuz we have this like lattice and we have wisteria growing and all the birds like to like make their nests over there. And, like, my patio is, like, big, nope area when it's, like, spring and we've got all the baby birds and the mama birds are flying around and fighting each other to protect the babies and stuff. It's like, yeah, I'm not taking the trash out that way. I'm going to take the long way around and just avoid that. Just birds are nope. I'm good without them. Should they all die horrible, horrible death? I don't think they should all die a horrible, horrible death. Like, they can go and live somewhere, but, like, not near me. It'd be cool. I'd, oh, I'd, separate but equal. People. I
0: see how well, it is. At least you're not afraid exactly. of the... <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's stupid, but, yeah. <laughs>
3: all right, Alex? Sort of going off to? with what uh, Lincoln said, I'm going to sort of go with what he said, but, like, be more specific with that. Seagulls. I hate seagulls, mostly because uh, I've, like, vacationed for, like, the last, like, 20 years, which is how long I've been alive. Uh, (laughs) I've gone down to uh, Wildwood, New Jersey, which is, like, the big vacation spot down the shore at the, like, very bottom of the state, and they have the nastiest seagulls there, and I absolutely, like, hate them. Even when I was a kid, they used to land in my food, and I used to hate them because they used to ruin, like my french fries and pizza and, like, random stuff. And I used to be so scared of them, like, because, all, because you're, like, a six-year-old and all you see is, you know, you see this, like, thing swooping down, like, landing on your food, and you're terrified. I don't know what this is. You can't comprehend that it's a seagull, really. So I, 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 I hate seagulls because they always ruin everything and they always, you know, are aggressive and mean and just, Ugh. They and then plus they're very like disease ridden yeah. They always look like you know, they always look like they just came out of a fight. Like their feathers <laughs> are all like <laughs> messed up and stuff. And, and it always looks like there's like something like up with them. Like if I go near <laughs> that, that thing's probably
0: like gonna like bite me or like give me like a disease. I don't know what like, I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I like you how about. it got I like how it got from personal experience to I hate them, and I'm going to do as much research on it as I can to confirm this hatred forever. <laughs> Disease-ridden, you know, they're all sneaky. Always.
2: <laughs> I understand <laughs> what he means. I, I'm really bad with geese because I was attacked by a family of geese when I was about five. So Ooh. I hate geese. They're sneaky, geese hissing nested. bastards. They should all drown in lakes, except for that's really bad. But... <laughs> If geese they want to attack me, so, I hate that. Yeah, I was
0: say, do you, Caitlin? I hope you know that they can swim in the lake So if you're planning on a geese execution, you're not gonna work
2: out. It's gonna like go like mob on them and just like send them block them down. Oh my god, this is so
0: it's it's like um. <laughs> this got so we just went from Caitlin being scared of little bugs um, to her yeah. drowning geese in a lake forcefully. <laughs> I'm just, just like no animals. animals. No
3: animals by uh,
0: Caitlin. <laughs> I'm just picturing Caitlin yeah. at night sneaking in a pond to some geese with tinder <laughs> blocks with little like things to hook on their feet, like tiny little I don't know, like just, like little hooks. And then push <laughs> and just get the fuck out.
3: <laughs> and you leave oh, one survivor just so he tells the other uh,
0: the other geese what he saw. <laughs> yeah, are you are you the geese bandit of Baltimore that I've been reading about? <laughs> He's banned in Baltimore. That 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 flood we had a couple days ago—that was no accident. (laughs) We had a flood a couple. Um. So, uh, okay. So mine would be. Uh, this is actually fucking weird. Talking on the phone, I get super weird about talking on the phone. Uh, Completely comfortable in person. This video chat, nothing. Mm -hmm. Um. But on the phone, if I actually have a communication with anyone on the phone, it's because I have an actual conversation that I need to have, usually business-related or music-related, some, something you know, professional-related. But even at work, or like, I'll go, There, there was a time I went, not even kidding, I went about a year and a half, two years, without going to the dentist, because I wouldn't, and I don't think it's anxiety, because I don't feel anxious when I have to do it, I just was like, no, I'll call and set up an appointment tomorrow. Like, I'll call, like, I still, have, I've been trying to get this physical set up for, like, three months now, and mm-hmm. I just can't call to make the appointment. It's the easiest thing. I did, and then I had to cancel it, so that second phone call was another, like, very <laughs> weird. If I have to call on the phone, like, I almost got fired from a job once because I was supposed to be calling people on the phone. I was like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> oh, it's very, very, I still haven't figured it out. I it hope was you. I think I can fix time. it, but huh? Yeah, no. Well, holy shit, Lincoln, you're a genius. Um, <laughs> I forgot that I kind. I was thinking about this recently, uh-huh. just like the other day, and um, and I thought I was like, why do I have this? Like, I'm sure it has something to do with anxiety. It's just, I don't. I don't know, but I don't feel anxious. But anyway, uh-huh. I was thinking, I was like, when did I feel comfortable on the phone? Like, growing up, we didn't have like. In my day, we, we didn't have. We had AOL Instant Messenger, and that wasn't until I was like 14. And so, um,
2: I had so, like, that I, when I was really young.
0: Yeah, here. <laughs> you. Well, that yeah. So like, I, we talked on the phone plenty, and um, and so it wasn't then. And it was I worked at a call center a little bit. Um, maybe the second year that I had um a cell phone in college, worked at a call center, and it was very anxiety-provoking. Like, re, for some reason, I think. it's because I thought everyone was going to tell me to fuck off, or everyone's going to yeah, hang yeah, up yeah. on me, or whatever, because um, that happened plenty. Um, and for whatever reason, maybe, maybe you know what, it wasn't even the anxiety. Maybe it was because I hated it so much. It was like the shittiest job I ever had, and I dreaded yeah. every single time I had to pick up that phone. Maybe that's what it is. Hey, guys, we figured it out. Yeah, yeah, High-fives. you still got the stigma High-fives. in your head. Yeah, from I, I just hated it. It's not anxiety. That's why it didn't make sense. I just hate it. All right. Yeah. Well, now that we've worked through my psychological issues, uh, can we do? Do we have time for another one? You guys still good? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Let's do one more and then wrap up. Um, if uh, if any of you guys have have one to ask everybody, uh, I'm just skimming through here. For sure.
2: Now uh, yeah, I just really want to call Eric on the phone.
0: See, that's the thing, though. I'll talk. That's it's me making the call. Is what it is. It's me having. One to pick day it up I'm gonna
2: make call. you call me.
0: Well, that's the thing. Then we'll have something to talk about, and I'll be like, "Well, that'll probably be something music-related, so I'll enjoy it, so I'll make the phone call."
2: I'm just gonna sit there and be like, "I just wanted to make you call me."
0: If you want, if you want to hurt me, just <laughs> tell me I'm not beautiful. <laughs> um, some of these—this is how old some of these are. We some of these ask credit things are things that we did like. Th- Four weeks ago, on the, the Ask Reddit, like
1: the subreddit, has been really inactive for the past couple of months, which is kind of sad because it was probably my favorite hub of Reddit besides like the Vintage Audio forum, because I'm a huge Vintage Audio nerd. But I used to love Ask Reddit. I've gotten Ask Reddit that I actually got a nice chunk of link karma for before that I could ask yeah. you guys. It was some. It, it's kind of interesting, maybe. Yeah, do it. I, I have a good one that I'll want to ask after, but definitely do yours. For sure. Okay, what's the weirdest, most odd thing you've ever seen at, like, a 99-cent store or, like, bargain store? Because I know in my town... I see all kinds of weird stuff because a lot of it's locally sourced. It's not like chain stuff, so I see all kinds of weird Japanese knockoff action figures and wines and weird stuff. What's the weirdest <laughs> oh thing you've gosh. ever seen at like your local 99-cent store bargain store?
0: Caitlin, K- we're gonna sh- share a 99-cent bottle of wine. <laughs> oh, I am so
2: down because it would probably get you hammered. <laughs>
0: oh. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, you look like you were about to yell bingo. What, what was your, what's your answer?
2: <laughs> I this make this honestly like gets under my skin when I see pregnancy tests in the dollar store. I'm just like, why would I accurate, ever save money on a pregnancy test? <laughs> like, if I ever had to buy one, like I would be like literally. Pulling couch cushions like out of the couch, like finding extra change, like <laughs> I'll buy the one for a dollar more. <laughs> like, like why would you ever want to save on that? Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't I know. Pee- that's
0: just... I, I pee on more expensive stuff than that every day.
2: Exactly.
0: <laughs> oh man. So
2: stupid. So that's Alex, my rant.
0: Alex, do you have one?
3: Yeah. Um, I remember that seeing. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody remember these, but there is this big fad of, like, these toys, Mighty Beans, like, back in the day.
1: I remember those.
3: Yeah, they were, like, these, like, basically for anybody who doesn't know, they were, like, these little, like, bean toys things that would, like, roll around, and they had, yeah, like, magnets had, like,
1: in them. Yeah, like, so,
3: yeah. and you could buy, like, a little, like, track, and you'd be able to, like, put them on and be able to make them do, like, cool tricks and stuff, and... For a while, they were really popular. They came out with, like, Pokemon ones and, like, Marvel ones. And, like, all the kids in, like, my fourth grade class had them. Well, I remember that uh, at the 99-Cent store by my house, they had, like, rip-off versions of them where they were just, like, really, like, generic, like, really poor-made, like, uh, Mighty Beans. And they had, like, bad labeling and everything. And, like, everything was, like misspelled to hell.
0: <laughs>
3: I don't know. I was just...
1: I've seen those.
3: Yeah, I don't really have any good ones because I don't I... really go to the 99 cent store really that often. So. Oh,
0: man. You're, 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 coming, you're on the up and up. You're on the coming yeah. up.
3: Yeah.
2: We're uh, richy rich. We're too poor for him. We're probably I'm, I'm too
0: highfalutin for, you know, no 99 cent store. See, <laughs> so, I didn't think I had one, and then an old memory from maybe eight nine years old just came flooding back. Nice. Um, when I was eight, uh, about two days before my birthday, uh, Green Day's Dookie album came out, and um, and so I got that because uh, my parents didn't pay enough attention to what I was buying, and um, uh, I guess like within within a year of that coming out, um, I was at like an outlet mall in Ocean City, Maryland, with my mom, or near Ocean City, with my mom. And she took me to the dollar store to get me some candy so I'd shut the fuck up. And uh, I find on this aisle, it's a CD case. And it's, it says, instead of Green Day, it's a full CD case. Instead uh-huh. of Green Day, it says Gum Day. <laughs> and instead of Dookie, it says Chewy. And the art is the art from the album, which for those of you who don't know, is an entire city throwing poop at each other. Yeah. And it's the same art, but all the poop has been replaced with gum. <laughs> and what? on the inside, when you, I of course bought this immediately, on the inside, <laughs> it's just a, a CD, a full-size CD of gum. <laughs> and on the back is every song title from the record with gum puns in it. <laughs> I have no idea where the Fuck that thing is, but I kept it for the longest time. It survived so many oh, moves. Man. I need that. But it's, oh it's got, maybe somewhere online someone's taken a picture. You speak a, talking about Reddit, like talking about a front page material. <laughs> yeah, that's front page material right there.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. I dig through
0: an old box of shit. If I can find it, I will gladly uh, share Thank my findings. Yeah, oh, that was the greatest man. dollar store purchase I ever made. So, so last question. Oh, sorry, go. Hmm? Hmm? Me? Someone said so, and I got excited because someone else was talking.
1: Somebody was talking. Nice. Oh, I mean, I hit I the voice in my head. <laughs> um, the reason I had started the um, the Reddit Ask, um, despite seeing like all you know the normal stuff you see like Mexican Yu-Gi-Oh cards and knockoff Beyblades and random stupid, and then like the one dollar wine and the one dollar <laughs> bottles of beer inside of the ninety nine cent store that has a liquor license. Um, I was looking <laughs> with my little brother because he he'd, we'd go in there and get like sodas or whatever and like our 99 cent store carries fresh produce on occasion um, but my little brother wanted to look at the toys and I remembered seeing a toy that was like Wild Willy's Water Rocket and it was like a total weird like phallus shaped squirt gun and like on the package the way the dude was holding it it was like coming out of his crotch like this he was just like holding it out and it was bright bright red. And I was just like <laughs> I was like, this actually exists. Like somebody approved this to go through a manufacturing plant and sell it to children. Like
2: oh at an my gosh.
1: <laughs> And it was just too great. I probably have a picture of it somewhere on oh, like a backup drive somewhere. But I was just like, This is way too funny. And this is like right after I started getting on Reddit. And I was like, Oh, let's ask Reddit to see if they've found anything weird too. But yeah, that's probably the weirdest thing I've seen in 99 Cent store. It was pretty funny.
2: <laughs> I have a question for everyone. Yu-Gi-Oh! or Pokemon?
0: Magic the Gathering. Suck it!
2: Not an option. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the cards, by the
0: way. Hmm. It's, think...
2: it's the cards. Because I play the cards game. I play the card game. I never... I mean, I did watch all the TV shows, but I played the cards more.
1: Hmm. I think i had to go with Pokemon. Just because nostalgia and, like... I remember waking up when I was, like, five, and it was seven sharp. It was, like, 7.15 on Channel 5 Pokemon, and they'd advertise the cards in the commercials. I was like, oh, I need those. I need to collect all of them. I remember going to, like, dedicated card shops when I was, like eight or nine, and going in and buying one card, like, Pikachu card, for, like, $8. or going Charizard! Charizard, I remember, you used to go to the mall, and there used to be a kiosk, there was a Pokemon card kiosk, and they'd give you a 100 bucks if you brought in a Charizard card, and, like, that, that was my thing when I was little. Like, I was super into Pokemon, and, like, when Yu-Gi-Oh came around, I was probably in, like, fifth grade, and I was like, eh, it's kind of cool, seems a little complicated, a little weird, I had cards, never got into it, but I played Pokemon cards and collected them probably till I was, like, 11. It was cool.
3: That's awesome. In terms of the card game, I definitely have to say uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Because I remember one time I went to, uh, like, a Yu-Gi-Oh!-like card tournament when I was, like, in 6th grade, I think. And I remember that the first person that I ever, like, dueled against was, like, this dude who must have been, like, 25, and he had, like, a beer with him and stuff. And <laughs> got so pissed off because like whenever I would like destroy one of his cards I would like make like the sound effect and I
0: would like move <laughs> and I would like touch his cards. <laughs> Don't touch that, <laughs> it's an ultra super secret rare. <laughs> he would get so mad at me, he's just like chill out dude, it's like a
3: children's card game, you know, you're taking this too seriously. Oh, uh, I, I, if I want to make the sound effects, I'll make the sound effects. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs>
3: but I lost God. terribly because this guy apparently knew what he was doing, and he was like spent like so much money on his stuff. So.
2: Yeah. What about I you, Eric? I feel like that.
0: Well, when uh, Pokemon came out, I was knee deep in in into the magical gatherings of Magic: The Gathering, um, which is I say I to this day, I love. Card games, strategy games, board games, any kind of game. I love gambling. Hardcore gambler. Um, magic is the greatest game that's ever been made. Beats the shit out of any video game, any card game, anything. I've so been trying to get into it.
1: I've yeah? been really trying to get into it because uh, Forever King Calling, I work with them a lot on stuff, and uh, most of the band, uh, Bryce, John, and Isaac, are all obsessed with it. Like nice. I remember talking to Isaac when they were on the uh, Man Overboard tour and, and dude was, like, super, super bummed on life because he left his main deck in a hotel room. And he did oh. have it. And he was like, man, I was supposed to duel with these guys. And I left it in a hotel room. I'm so upset. And eventually got back and was super stoked on it. But those dudes are super into their Magic cards. Like, when I went and saw them at Chain Reaction on Friday, like, we didn't see Bryce, their drummer, the whole time. And like I saw him as I was leaving the show and like I had magic cards for him because whenever I see them, I'd like to bring them little gifts Aww. and stuff. Aww. And um, I had the bases given to him and I was like, dude, where have you been? He's like, oh, I was I was in the green room playing magic cards. And I was like, <laughs> ah, all right, cool. That's why nobody saw you.
0: <laughs> but, uh, that's how my, my tour, whole band met. We all played. Uh, our drummer, our, our rhythm section has played on the pro tour before. Like oh, we, go, wow. we go hard. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah, No, it's... I. Pokemon came out. I was still a little kid, so it was like um, um, got the cards because it was like, oh shit, this other huge game is out. And so um, I remember when those packs were so expensive, and um, and so I liked Pokemon. It's a fine game, but um, if you're like really into strategy games, especially those first couple sets, it's the most broken game ever. It's the easiest one if you pick the right like the trainer cards. Are so easy to manipulate the game. If you know anything about game economics and and game gear, yeah, you I remember just back in the day wreck. Yeah, yeah. That's like that that's game why Yu Gi Oh was, game was,
1: was game. too hard for me. I was like, oh, this is more complicated than Pokemon. I don't want to play it.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: that's yeah. my my eleven year old logic. <laughs> yeah. Aww. but that's yeah. Uh, our um. Our drummer still has all his Pokemon cards, and it's funny because like the values. I remember when Pokemon came out, it was the Magic card values like decreased, and Pokemon shot up. And uh, mm-hmm. now um, I, I, don't, I I wouldn't expect any of you guys to know this, but like older Magic cards, like the or like the really really good ones, the ones that if in certain formats you need a shit ton of. Like I've got a deck upstairs that it's like a mid level deck expensive wise for this format, and it's priced at about two 000, three thousand dollars. Ooh, and, like... Two three yeah. So we, dollars. And that, it's, it's, like, Damn. a mid-to-low-range mid, mid to low range expensive deck for that format. Like, it's... These cards are so... Like, I have pieces of cardboard worth $300, and that's, like, you know, the 40th most expensive card in the set. And, um... Oh. The, uh... Our drummer now, uh, I've seen him use um, foil first edition Charizards as tokens. Like, cards that are just, like, you could just use a, a penny for instead. Because... <laughs> man that
2: hurts me cuz yeah. like charizard when i was little i was obsessed and i finally got my charizard i couldn't get my hands on it for the longest time cuz it was so rare and i finally got it and i had i used to have one of those binders with the slips and you it had like Yeah, you had, like, nine on a page, and, like, you could do it front to back. I had a binder of that. No one knows this about me, but I was, like, (laughs) six and obsessed with Pokemon, and I had, like, a binder. (laughs) And one day, the kids in my neighborhood, we all, like, had our binders outside and our, like, little metal tins of Pokemon cards, like, trading and stuff like that, and I went to go to the bathroom, and I come out, and I just opened my glorious binder, and my Charizard was in the middle in the very middle, that's where I put it, but mm-hmm. it wasn't there.
0: Oh, I thought that's where This was going, and I'm so upset right now. One well, So I
2: called the police. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, what? Can you tell me exactly what you said? Because I don't think you communicated it. But <laughs> in.
2: I was like, I like went inside and picked up my house phone. Like someone stole my Charizard.
0: <laughs> that's what you said. Yes.
2: And the, and the 911 operator was like, they stole what? <laughs>
0: flaming dragon lizard
2: I'm, I'm crying my brother my brother is three years older than me so he's nine at this time he is crying because it was like one of us found it, so it was both of ours because it was Charizard. Both of us weren't gonna find a Charizard. So it was like our it was like our little thing that we shared. So my brother and I are standing in the kitchen. I'm on phone with nine one one, then my mom walks in and she's like, What the fuck is going on? And I was like, That was so much Charizard and she was like, Oh, hell no. And she gets on the phone and she was like, I'm gonna need a squat car." Here. <laughs> And then we found the kid, and I got my Charizard card back, and then the police officer went and bought my brother one as well. Oh, wow. So that was probably one of the highlights of my childhood, like getting on the phone with 911, being like, they stole Charizard. They
0: stole my (laughs) My Charizard. My Charizard.
2: My Charizard. If I ever
0: meet your mom, all I'm going to be able to think about is her going,
2: My mom is a sassy lady. You'd love my mother. I'm sure you'll you'll meet her at some
0: you'll, point. You'll, you'll meet her.
2: I mean, um, she'll be at my 21st birthday show, so...
0: Nice. Oh, yeah. Done. Done and done. Oh, that's awesome. All right, so can I do one more Ask Reddit question, and then we'll uh, sign off? Yeah. yeah. Do it. All right, so this one I love, um, and I'll go first if nobody else wants to go, but what is one... Honest uh, Facebook status post you could make that would make you lose a bunch of friends on Facebook. Oh. Mm-hmm. We can
2: we can we can think
0: we,
1: can, we think. can ponder this for a second.
2: I'm just like thinking of like the worst things that are coming to my mind because I have like a really dark sense of humor, and I know if I were to say it, like all of all of you would hang up and never talk to me again. <laughs> so I'm trying to find one that's like funny and like good, yeah. but won't have people kill me. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's that's good. <laughs> I know, right? Okay. That's what I wanted to
1: ask.
3: <laughs> the fantastic. only thing that like
1: comes to my mind, like in my local music scene, which is kind of weird. Like our scene is dominated by, I think I might have mentioned this in a Babe Talk before, but we're dominated by like hair metal core mm-hmm. and like kids with guitars and screaming and. Just
2: I'm so sorry.
1: Horrible. Yeah, I know it's. I, I thank you, but uh, it's really bad, and that's the dominant people out here. And like, they're all super. Like, I've told them about like ideas for a venue and start doing this and helping the scene and getting local bands on the label to promote local bands. And all these metalcore kids that I hate their music. They're like so appreciative. They're like, oh, thank you for all you do. That's awesome. Blah 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 blah. Just like you know, normal being appreciative, cool dudes, which is awesome. But I know that if I just made a Facebook status, like said, metalcore sucks, makes me want to shoot my ears off, um, I'd probably make a lot of people very, very, very (laughs) unhappy. Like there's this festival that's going on in Long Beach on the Queen Mary. It's called Rock the Boat. And the word alive and Get scared, and I wrestled a bear once, are headlining it. And like one of my buddies is doing a pay-to-play to be a part of it, and he's in a grindcore band, and uh, he's like, dude, you need to buy tickets, nobody's buying tickets, if we, don't, if we don't sell these tickets, I gotta pay this much money to play. I was like, yeah, I can't be on the same boat as I wrestled bear
2: once,
1: <laughs> or the word alive, and he's like, like, what do you mean you can't be on the same boat with them? Is there like legal reasons or something? So I was like, no, I think <laughs> they're I illegal, explode from the music. Like, I I can't do it. And I remember people on his Facebook status getting so pissed at me. Like, we support this show. We believe in this show. Metalcore is cool. Metalcore is coming back. Haven't you heard of Attila? And like all of this stuff. And I'm just like, no. So I know people. I'd if rather have
2: it, not heard Attila. I was yeah, gonna say, wait,
1: that's that's the selling point. That's the selling. Point.
2: Attila, is a- Attila is the selling point, really.
1: Yes, Franz. Yeah, he's he's the selling point of the whole metalcore genre in the High Desert. But um, I know if I post on Facebook, metalcore sucks. Yeah, I make a lot of enemies real fast. <laughs> so sorry to any of my local friends that I was blasting this on Facebook and that are watching this. I won't post it. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else?
2: I think if I just, like... I mean, I'm not gonna, like, name names or anything. I mean, it's not even a bad thing. If I just, like, was shit-talking certain people, you know? Like, whether it's a person that I genuinely dislike or, um, as a joke, like, put up a status, like, dissing someone, like... I trying to think of like so, like there's this photographer from new jersey emily, emily tantugio she's one of the nicest most intelligent like gorgeous girls i've ever met she's like so much going for her and she's just killing it right now like look up her photography she's wonderful if i like put something ever on a social media like negative about her and i'm saying like in another world because i would never have a bad word to say about her everyone in the entire music scene would hate me and i would just like be nothing because everyone just like all of our friends we have a ton of mutual friends and everyone adores her so like if i ever did something like that people would hate me that was like the least fucked up thing i could come up with so, so if she
0: like so say she stole your charizard like say she stole your charizard
2: Oh well, you... you don't fuck with my Charizard, so
0: okay. So there's the scenario. There's the scenario where you have to wrestle between your <laughs> reputation and your and your networking and and your personal ethics. For <laughs> Charizard, Or Charizard, I
2: would do anything for Charizard.
0: 120 HP behemoth. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Good
1: stats,
2: what HP. Oh,
0: what do you got for us, Alex? Oh uh, gee,
3: um. To be honest, I can't really think of anything because I'm honestly like a really like just a nice, great guy. Well, I, I, I kind of awesome. say what's up. Well, actually, the exact opposite. I kind of yeah. say what's on my mind all the time. So yeah, uh, like I've I have, yeah, I have like eighty percent of like everybody who like ever existed on the internet like hates me basically. <laughs> <laughs> because I just love to, like, mess with people.
2: And Imagine how I feel.
3: <laughs> everybody just gets, like, mad at me because I just, like, I, I like to go and, like, post things, like, uh, oh, Falling in Reverse is awesome and Brand new sucks. I see like that. that. And, like, people get, like, so upset about it. and the
1: get their pitchforks and torches ready. Yeah, I just think it,
3: I, I just think it's I just think it's funny, and uh, but 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 a lot of people don't. A lot of people think that my attitude sucks, which is kind of just kind of whatever. But I mean, I kind of I I I really say whatever. So I mean, well, I mean, I don't say whatever like on my like uh like on my statuses and stuff because like I have like my family and stuff on there, so it's like I don't want them to see some of the shit that I say, but uh. Like, in the various groups that I'm involved in, since they're, like, closed, I sort of, like, go off the cuff and I just kind of say whatever,
0: you know, but. I do like that about closed Facebook groups. You could say whatever. Or even even open ones that don't post to your page. Because I have the same thing with family where it's, like, I'd love to post that joke or whatever uh, it is.
1: I don't want Grammy to see it. <laughs> like, exactly, I know that one because my grandma and my
0: aunt like to stalk my Facebook, so it's kind of
2: yeah. Like... I my mom I know listens that. To my yeah.
0: podcast, and I on the one oh, I do by myself, where I'm just <laughs> where
1: you just go for it. That I've listened yeah. to, them? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know if Mom should be listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, especially not the drunk episodes. Those are those are always fun. Yeah, yeah. Eric,
2: um, we need to do one of those. Oh my god.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. I keep meaning. Well, so now that I've learned how to set up Google Hangouts, and um, not that this would apply to you because I can actually see you in person, but like now that I've learned how to do this and just do it to YouTube and extract the audio, because I was having trouble with Skype forever. Now all the people I know in other states, where I just want to do my because I do my podcast is just one on one with musicians or comedians or whoever um, like is into like up and coming art of some sort, and it's really hard to do that out of state when you're you just doing it in person. Yeah. Um, but so like, uh, well, for, for the statuses that I could lose a lot of friends for, um, well, the easy would be I'm I'm super hyper liberal and so I could post all sorts of things that would just piss off all my conservative friends. And But yeah, yeah. That's, that's the easy answer. Um, yeah. But the main thing, and this is, just to keep it music-related, and this is kind of sad, uh, anything, like, it's stuff like I'll say on my podcast, but anything that's helpful and music-related, any music advice for bands, because I've been doing this a long time, and I've mm-hmm. failed a lot, but that doesn't mean I don't know what I'm talking about because I've seen how things... I know it doesn't work, especially in like past bands. There's so much advice I'd love to give bands that are friends of mine, or even just whoever that I'd love to post. But I know if I do, it's just gonna get shot down, and people are gonna hate me because it's gonna sound like I'm just hating, being a hater, yeah. or shit talking. But it's like, no, what I'm telling, like, it's actually gonna help yeah. you. Everybody's shit stinks. There's a reason I have 40 people. I send I send new shit out to 40 people trying to get feedback on things. There's a reason I hire a producer. I have bands. Like it's, If you're writing music or even if you're just doing anything with a band, you're probably fucking up big time if you don't have a team of people helping you and lots yeah. of feedback. But nobody wants to hear that because they just want it to be rock and roll fantasy camp. <laughs> exactly, they do what they want, and what they do is awesome, and
1: nobody can tell them otherwise. Their
2: music doesn't suck. They're not off key. Their gear isn't out of date and inexpensive and shitty. <laughs> Why else would I be telling you to upgrade and go to a decent studio? Oh, here's a plug. I'm a studio manager at a mon- at a studio here in Maryland called Monster House. Can oh, you, me- you were- need to go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I it's been driving me crazy lately. Like I'm I'm filling up the studio and getting bands on a calendar. And he's are you, gonna, like, are you
0: gonna hype the, the producer engineer of Monster House?
2: Yeah, Mike Bridget, my man, like oh my I love that guy. He's so fun to has gotten to know through this whole process and he's fucking brilliant. Um and we're trying to get, like, people in there, and I just keep getting these, you know, 17-year-old kids who think they're going to be rock stars in six months because they're putting this EP together in their friend's bedroom just with, like, Pro Tools or whatever. But, like, Pro Tools is a decent operating system, but when you don't know how to operate it and you're using your, you know, you $100 guitar.
1: some <laughs> kid yeah. that just torrented it and was like, oh, yeah, I made a beat in it once. I can produce your album. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've seen that happen a few times. Like, it doesn't work out very well.
2: When I, when I have these conversations with these, you know, mainly these kids, because, you know, they are younger, they haven't really realized, oh, no one's listening to my music. Why aren't people listening to my music? No, they've listened to three seconds of it, and it sucks. The quality is horrible. They, like, it's balanced and mixed and mastered and recorded horribly, so they don't want to support your band. But no one wants to hear that. Yep. They want to know that they can get a recording done for free with shitty gear putting no money into it and they're going to profit all of this stuff. <laughs> but it's it's the it's a dream. It's, you know, the music rock star lifestyle. It all happens on a whim. So why would I ever have a long-term plan to do things the professional and right way?
0: Exactly. Holy shit. I know uh, everything you said was sarcastic, but I swear I've seen that's the actual thought process that I've seen. I think I've seen that monologue said sincerely and I've probably thought it plenty of times in my life yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like as well. Every, by the way, everything I rag on other bands for doing, I have done a million times, which is why I'm, yeah. I, I get so passionate. I'm like, please stop, please stop, it goes nowhere. It, nowhere <laughs> <good."> you <laughs> did it
1: yourself, you learned that it was horrible and you don't want other people to make the same mistakes.
0: So yeah. Especially even like cool. really good friends who I've told this, like, dude, you fucked up. You're fucking up. You're going to fuck up. Please don't do that. And then yeah. six months later, when the band's broken up and they're like, Remember that mm-hmm. offer you had to help me do something? Can we do that now?
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, feel- right, so let's,
0: let's do uh, any, any shout outs, plugs, and wrap up. So um, we'll do Caitlin last because she'll do the, the the most of them. So, Alex, any shout outs or plugs or anything you got going on? Um, not really in particular. Lincoln! No. <laughs> No, is there anything you're doing? No, not really. Right. Lincoln.
1: Cool, yeah, I got a couple little things to shout out real quick. Um, I've been working on for the past two months a benefit compilation. Uh, for my best friend, Andrew, he had a back surgery in June um, to remove two discs from his spine. Uh, left him partially crippled. He's still trying to get on his legs and walk without the use of a walker or other walking assistance devices right now. Uh, Might have to go in for another surgery, didn't have insurance, lost his job because he can't walk, because Target sucks, and won't work with him on an operator position or anything. So uh, I got some of my good friends and some new friends together, and we're releasing this compilation album. Uh, We're going to have Forever Kim Calling on it, Handguns, Modern Baseball. Uh, I Call 5 is contributing a track from Beyond the Grave, as is On My Honor. Uh, yeah. Candy Hearts, we got Reward out of Pennsylvania, we got Such a Mess, out of Southern California. Uh, we got we got some pretty cool stuff going I on that. Back line that. It's back really good. Back. I know Brendan from Modern Baseball is going to contribute three surprise songs that I haven't... He won't even tell me what they are yet. So I'm assuming it's going to be some cool stuff, Dude, and I've had awesome. to wait for it. So this is going to be a cool thing. We're going to do a limited CD release of it. We're probably going to do like 250 copies, pay what you want. Uh, It's going to be a pay what you want download to, free download, or if you want to donate, cool. 10% of it's all going to go to the Loma Linda uh, Children's University uh, Hospital Foundation um, to help do research and fund all the great stuff that the people at Loma Linda are doing down there. And then the rest is going to help Andrew and his family, him and his wife and his uh, one-year-old son, just kind of live life and pay off his back surgery. So it should be a pretty good thing.
2: That's, That's awesome.
1: awesome. That's who I've been working on. Yeah. So and I want to shout-out to everybody who's helping.
0: And for purely selfish so reasons, Modern modern <laughs> Baseball, I'm so excited for, uh, for for that you're doing that. But also for, for me, because Modern Baseball, i I got to be honest, is probably my favorite band that I've come across in the last five years. Oh, they're like, so
1: good, and all the yeah. dudes are so awesome. Uh, Brendan and Jake and Ian and Sean, and they're 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 all great dudes. And I've loved working with Brendan on all of this. He's been super helpful, and uh, they're they're really good dudes. Everybody who's helped out with the comp has all been awesome dudes. Um, super big shout out Brandon Pagano at Handguns. Uh, it's been really, really awesome with everything. Same with C.J. Wilson and um, Taylor over at Handguns. and All the dudes in Forever came Calling, Muriel, and uh, Candy Hearts has been super helpful. Drew and 5s they've all been awesome dudes, and I've really appreciated all their help and just all of us coming together to try and make this one awesome little disc that you guys will probably get to hear sometime within the next month.
0: Awesome.
2: That's awesome. I can't wait for that.
1: It'll be
0: cool. Thank you. We'll, uh, we'll do Caitlin K- I My band Heavyweights has an EP coming out September 6th, but don't buy that. Buy the comp because that's way better and for a way better cause. <laughs> Pirate ours. Buy that one. Caitlin, uh, what do you got?
2: Uh, check out Feed the Scene. We're doing a lot of stuff. We have our three-year anniversary show coming up sometime in the next couple months, just whenever we throw it together. And hopefully some pretty big names will be on that, which is really exciting and really, like, uh, like scary. Um, check out The Monster House and Michael Bridget, one of the greatest guys I've come across working with and um, awesome quality. Um, if you want to record, hit me up. I mean, the... Ba- the best way to reach me is Facebook or through other social networks. Um, yeah, just check out everything. Support support your local scene. Check in on the comp with Lincoln and check out Heavyweights. Check out a ton of Maryland bands because the scene here is so awesome. Although it is small, we have amazing bands coming out. Heavyweights, something more. Water, Well, Water Me Down is now in Virginia. Um, my Heart, My Anchor. Who is Atlas. Oh, there's so many. I heard
1: You, Me, and Everyone We Know is coming back out of Maryland very soon.
2: You, Me, and Everyone We Know, they have, a mem- I think, only one member in a new band called... Um, oh, my God. Great Heights.
1: I think um, I've
0: heard of them before.
2: Vaguely, I, at one I did, point.
0: The singer of Great Heights, yeah, I did a podcast with him about a week a month and a half ago or two months ago before he went to California. Their record's unreal. The Great Heights Band, so, so fucking good. Check it out. Yeah,
2: Definitely do. I did their first show and it was awesome. They are great guys. They love to help out and contribute in any way that they can whether it's just like working the door or the soundboard at a DIY venue. They're great. So Check out Great Heights Band. Check out everything. Just support your local music. Support touring bands.
0: All right, awesome. Well, this has been uh, Babe Talk. Uh, hope you guys enjoy it, and thanks to our sponsor, Taco Bell. Of course. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, um, let me
1: Taco Bell plug real quick. We got they really need the Doritos taco right here, and a nice Taco Bell logo. Thank you, Taco Bell, providing us
2: all I still have my Taco Bell bag. yeah, see, got
0: her
1: Taco Bell too. Taco Bell hooked it up tonight.
2: Hell
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll be back, I guess, next week. Um, does anybody know the guest offhand?
1: Um, I believe it's to be determined right now. Oh, I love um, them. It's going to be a surprise. We'll probably announce it in like three days.
0: Sweet. So. Anna, uh, that will also mark the return of Ollie and Tony. So I hope you guys uh, enjoyed bearing with us I with this sub. gross. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll look forward to uh, just getting to make smart ass remarks and ask questions. But. Thank you guys for uh, for doing this. Thank you, Caitlin, for being on. You guys are awesome uh, panelists Thanks. and guests. But yeah, Thanks all right. for well, having night. me. Yeah, no problem. All right, night, everybody.
2: Good night.
0: Night.